afternoon, guys. I was about to say good morning. And then I realized it was quarter past 12. It is the 25th of September today. And I, <laughs> last night and this morning, like the last three or four days, I've literally been seeing this all over the news, all over social media. We've been talking about it, like seeing it. I haven't actually seen it in person because to be fair, I haven't gone past anywhere where I would have seen it. But there has been a lot in the news about the extreme shortage, like a hundred thousand driver shortage of HGV drivers, which means that there is a shortage of petrol and diesel and everything coming in to the UK for the petrol stations. And there have been a, a bunch of petrol stations have had to close, but it's a very small percentage given the amount of petrol stations that are actually, you know, there. Anyways, of course, as soon as the British people hear the word shortage, everybody runs out and they get in their car that is 95% full of petrol and they go and they have to top it up and then they take bottles and they fill up the bottles like there are people on social media that are literally going mad because people are filling up like two liter coke bottles and stuff like that with petrol honestly I can understand the queues to get into the petrol stations are insane it's like the beginning of COVID all over again with the toilet paper and the food on the shelves and everything. It's just ridiculous. Like why haven't people learned? It's, <laughs> it's not going to disappear. The country can't just simply run out of petrol. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's just a shortage. And the more you use it now, the faster it's going to run out. You can't just, and also the other thing is that petrol is, a high risk liquid, it is highly flammable. And it is not the kind of thing that you want to store in your homes, in your garages, or whatever, just like, you know, tins of petrol, bottles of petrol, whatever, however it is, canisters, I don't know how you're storing it. But it's not the kind of thing you just want laying around, you know what I mean? Also for kids, it's super dangerous for kids, because what if they go and see a Coke bottle and they think, oh, Coke, but it's actually full of petrol. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that people aren't storing it safely and being responsible and all of this, but I do have my doubts considering these people are the people that are running out because they think the petrol is going to disappear. Now, there is that thing of, okay, yeah, they say there's a shortage. Some people start to panic. And then it just kind of creates this wave because even the people that don't panic, they end up running out because to go and grab stuff because they think, oh my God, all these people that are panicking are going to take everything. And I'm going to end up without toilet paper and I'm going to end up without petrol. I'm going to end up without food. And over the summer here, there was huge shortages of water, like bottled water and and all of this, and nobody said anything about that. Nobody was like, where is all the water gone? I was speaking to my colleagues, I used to work out at Sainsbury's, and there is still water shortages, but nobody's mentioning that. Nobody's panicking about that. In the summer, when you come in to get water and there's none there, like people were literally saying to us, are you joking? And we were looking at them going, we can't control what's delivered to us if it's not delivered to us, if it's not available, then there's nothing we can do about it. It's out of our hands. So 
all of this stuff with the petrol. Honestly, I'm just <laughs> like people, please calm down, like learn from our past experiences. I honestly feel like people haven't learned anything over this entire period. And I'm not saying everyone because, you know, it's always a majority that ruin it for the many, but honestly, we should be more evolved than this. By now we should be, have learned from past mistakes. We should be calmer. We should be, we're not at the end of COVID, but we're kind of in like that tail end where it's not catastrophic at the moment. And yes, okay, there's still people dying and there's still lots of cases, but it's not like it was last year. We're not in a lockdown. We're not, you know what I mean? Also, there are other ways that people can get to work. They don't have to drive. People don't have to drive everywhere. The UK is so amazingly set up with public transport. Like, honestly, it's crazy. In Australia, I I had a car, so I wasn't using the public transport that much. But for trains here to begin with, so easy. But there are a thousand buses that you... <laughs> can catch and I know it depends on where you live and maybe you live further out of Kingston or London and it's a little bit in the middle of nowhere and it's a little bit more complicated but surely there's a train station that you can get to like they're trying to promote cycling as well cycle to the train station and then catch the train sorry also I have to eat at the same time as doing this because I'm going to meet my friends and I'm in a bit of a rush, but I really wanted to come on here and record this because I was just getting so frustrated by it this morning. I was just like, what is actually going on? Russell Kane, who's a, he's a radio presenter or I think he's a comedian. Oh God, I can't remember now. He's like a British personality anyway. He was on TikTok this morning absolutely raging <laughs> about this. And I was just like, you know what? You have a point. It's like all of the images that are coming out, it's crazy. I can't even blog about it because, well, I mean, I could. And it just have to be like a bonus blog, that's all. But it's just insane. <laughs> it's like, and then they're starting to talk about possible food shortages over Christmas as well. And I just feel like the media shouldn't be mentioning things like this. But, okay, in one instance, yes, okay, the media shouldn't be mentioning things like this because it creates a sense of panic. And then people start to do things like panic buy and they freak out and it creates this whole environment that it just creates anxiety, aggravation, aggression, and it's just there's nothing good about it. But at the same time, it is also good that they do report on it because all of these things that are happening, the um, shortage of HGV drivers, the farmers that are saying, the pig farmers that are saying they're considering culling the animals because they don't have enough staff to process the animals through, you know, let's not get into that but anyway. Um, there's shortages of stock on shelves because there's not enough delivery drivers um, and things being brought in from Europe. And you know what? It all comes back to Brexit and it all comes back to 
people need to know this. The people that voted for it, they need to understand that they voted for this, that we, I say we, I wasn't a citizen at the time. So the UK at the time of being a part of the EU, they had their own money. They weren't using the euro, which was great for them. They had great trade relations. There was, it was all working very well. And then they decided to get a little greedy and to get a little independence and be like, we don't need you anymore. You know what? We have our pound. We're all good. But most of the people that voted were of the older generation as well. A lot of the younger generation, like the really young and the teenagers didn't understand what was going on. I didn't fully understand it. And I didn't know that I could vote being that I wasn't a citizen. I didn't know that. Otherwise I would have voted. Um, but there was a whole like fuffle around this vote and they didn't give all the information before they didn't tell everyone the truth of the matter. They didn't explain everything properly and people just didn't understand. And when we called for a second vote, they weren't interested. They were like, no, 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 this is what's happening. This is the decision. We're going with this. And to be honest, it's not fair. It's not fair at all because different generations have different perceptions and how do I explain it? There are people in the world that think they're better off with just the people that are born and bred in that nation being in that nation without the immigrants and everything like that. But they're not looking at the big picture. They're not looking at the fact that there are now a million job vacancies and there are so many people here still on benefits. There are people that they're like literally now trying to start to get people off the benefits and back into work. When I went into my last job center appointment, they have this um, clipboard and it has all of the appointments, pages and pages of appointments for that day. And they tick off the ones that came as she was flipping through the pages and pages to get to 1130, which was my time. There were so many times that were not even ticked off. So people that aren't even attending their appointments because they just can't be bothered. They don't want to lose their benefits. They don't want to go back to work. I understand if there's an anxiety to go back to work, if there's a stress about it, I completely understand all of that. But there's over a million jobs available out there and there's not thousands of people applying like there was last year in August when I went through redundancy. Last year in August, there was literally thousands of people applying for every position. Now it shows like, you know, 48, 50, 60, something around there, but it's not the same. The competition is not as hectic, like go out there, get a job. But these jobs are because how many housekeeping teams and hotels are short staffed because so many of the European people had to leave. They couldn't get their settlement. They hadn't been here long enough. They didn't meet the criteria, et cetera, et cetera. And they had to leave. And Unfortunately, I'm just going to put this out there that the born and bred British people, I haven't seen, I could probably count on one hand, the amount of born and bred British people that I've seen work in housekeeping. They're more in like the corporate jobs and things like that, which is great for them. I understand, but there are these jobs that are lower down the chain that need to be done. And the housekeepers that have stayed that are lucky enough to get the settlement, they've they're struggling so much 
it's crazy. They're doing like 13 hour days in order to get the work done. They're in hospitality. So much of hospitality was made up of European workers and they're just not there anymore. It's like, it's insane. The effects that Brexit had or that we're now seeing that these people, I mean, yeah, okay, 100%, they could have voted with misinformation because misinformation was given and they might not have had the whole picture and they might now be like, oh my God, if I'd known all of this, then I would have, but nobody came out and said, oh, um, in the workforce, this percentage of the workforce is made up of European workers on visas or whatever. Like, well, they didn't have visas because it was a part of the EU, but nobody came out and said that. And when they were doing the settlement process um, after, I mean, Brexit had well and truly gone through, but nobody was coming out saying that of this amount of Europeans currently residing in the UK, there is only 40% that have applied for and could potentially receive settled status for example I don't know what the figures were but obviously it's less a lot of people just went home they were like you know what they don't want us here we're going home (laughs) and now all of this stuff with the HGV drivers a hundred thousand shortage of HGV drivers and the supermarkets that are not getting all their products that they need because it's got to come from Europe or whatever or because they don't have the drivers because there was probably a lot of European drivers as well. It's not just in hotels and the farmers, because there was a lot of European farmers. The fact of the matter is that they were the hardworking ones and they're the ones that are now not here to do this job. And now we're stuck in this stupid situation and everybody's panicking going, Oh my God, we're going to run out of this and we're going to run out of that. Surely there are people out there that can train to be HGV drivers, I know they said they were going to create 50,000 more available positions just for that role a year. And they're changing the training system. So it's still safe and it still passes all requirements, but it's quicker. So you can obtain your license quicker and you can get to work quicker because obviously that's like what we need. So there's things out there. It's just people aren't going, oh, there's a shortage of this, let me do it. And then the ones that are still working in that environment are going through difficult times and suffering because they don't have the support they need. They're working crazy hours. They're, you know, it's just insane. (laughs) It's insane what is going on here. And then I was seeing in Australia, all the anti-vaccine protesters and like literally all the protests and in Britain, the insulate Britain protesters, that are literally walking their way onto the M25 in front of traffic and sitting down in front of them and causing delays upon delays upon delays. Like I understand protesting is an age old, um, verified and proven um, way of getting a message out there. I completely understand that, but walk into traffic on the M25, like, it just feels like everything is bubbling up at the moment in the UK. It's like little bits and pieces, like when you have a kettle and it starts to like boil and things are like just bubbling up all over the place and people are starting to get really aggravated about it and they're starting to get really stressed and really anxious and they're starting to be like annoyed about 
this is Brexit's fault and we have to deal with COVID. And now we have all the protesters and there's still the anti-vacciners. There's still the 5 million people that won't vaccinate because of whatever reason, their beliefs, their worries, their fears, it's all warranted. But that's 5 million people out of, what do we have here? 60 million or something like that, which to be fair is a small percentage, but that means that not the entire country is vaccinated. That means that that 5 million people can still carry it, can still pass it on. Double vaccinations are okay, but they're not guaranteed because they were made pre-Delta variant, et cetera, et cetera. There's like so many things and it really just feels like, yeah, it literally feels like it's just bubbling and just it's just gonna crap's gonna hit the fan soon (laughs) that's basically it but what can I do I'm it just annoys me it annoys me because I'm a very logical person I'm one of those people that has a good amount of common sense I'm not a person that would run out and be like oh my god I have to grab this I would think about it logically like I said in one of the vlogs the other day when it comes to shortage of Christmas food they're literally starting to bring out Christmas food already and it's September (laughs) because I'm guessing they have a lot left over from last year so if you want to start eating mince pies and things like that by all means you can go mince pies puddings Christmas cakes all of that now you can get them you can freeze them have them for Christmas When the other things start to come out, of course, as soon as they start to come out, people are going to run in there and start grabbing things. But there are certain things that you can get. You can get, it doesn't have to be like a turkey for Christmas. You can get a leg of lamb, throw it in the freezer. You know what I mean? You can get the pigs and blankets when they come out. There's little bits and pieces you can get along the way that you can throw in the freezer and it's there for Christmas. You know what I mean? It's not, honestly... (laughs) So honestly, the end of the world. And at the same time, who knows if they're going to have Christmas off. So there's ways around things. And God, if you have two cars, then try and use one. Just there's ways to cut down on things as well to make life a little bit easier. But anyways, I have to run, guys. (laughs) I just wanted to have that rant. I have to really quickly shovel down this food And then I have to run into Cerbiton. I need to get this medication because I have a pinched nerve in my back um, near my shoulder blade that just for some reason isn't going away this time and is causing me distress. So I need to go and sort that out and then run into town to meet my friends. So thank you guys for listening. If you have any thoughts or anything on it, let me know. Let's have a discussion. Don't forget that all the links on my socials are on the main page as well. And there is also a WordPress page for the podcast now, a WordPress page for the blog. So you can go check that out and the YouTube channel for the blog. So you can go check that out as well if you want. Thanks again for listening. And I will speak to you guys again next time. Bye guys.